I'm Polly. I'm a mom, a wife, a pelvic floor physical therapist, and founder of No Kegels University. I have helped thousands of women stop leaking, enjoy intimacy, and feel proud of their bodies, even after having kids. After years of listening to women wonder why no one talks about leaking, how they should properly recover after having a baby, and that pleasurable intimacy is possible, I started to get real frustrated because I believe that no mom or woman should struggle when there are answers. It became my mission to shed light on the lack of postpartum care and the lack of discussion on issues that relate to women and their health, even if they can be uncomfortable sometimes. It also became my mission to change the conversation on women's health, the pelvic floor, and more. Here we go. Episode 39, Real and Raw About Tummy Tucks with Carly Parties. Welcome to this week's episode, and this is one I have been excited to do for a really long time, and when you start to listen, you, you'll you know immediately why. But let me first introduce my guest. Carly Breckheisen is a fitness instructor who is well known for her trademarked saying, jiggle is good. She has said many times and will continue to say that our bodies are supposed to move and jiggle. She is well known on Instagram for her honest reviews of products and companies, which to her followers, and I'm one of them, is what we love and trust about her. If Carly says it's good, it's good. She's an encourager of women, no matter the circumstance, especially in our marriages and our views of ourselves. You immediately feel a connection to her, whether that's in real life or watching her on her stories. I thought it would not only be beneficial for you to experience a woman with so much power and conviction in her beliefs and actions, but to also hear a real and raw accounting of the decision, journey, and outcome of a tummy tuck. Enjoy this episode. On today's episode, we have Carly, otherwise known as Carly Parties on Instagram, and I wanted her to come and tell her story and answer some questions because if you've been around for a while, you know that while I don't always preach that you don't need uh, your diastasis repaired or a tummy tuck, there can be some really great reasons to have it done. And I don't want to come across as though I know all things. I know some things. And I think it's worthwhile to hear someone's version of, of their story and their journey. And I specifically wanted, wanted Carly on, and I know you'll be able to see why. So with that, Carly, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Good. I'm, I have been looking forward to this for a while. So you recently had a tummy tuck and you have graciously shared your journey on Instagram. What prompted you to, to share all of it? Because it really is a beautiful story. Thank you. Yeah. I pretty much just decided, um, cause I've seen other, um, you know, people post about their experiences and I just thought I want more. Like I want, I want to see what your life is like the day of surgery, right after surgery, what you what you look like, can you walk around? I wanted to know all the nitty gritty details and I wasn't getting that from anybody. It was just very like bullet point type 
details and I wanted, I wanted the nitty gritty. So I was like, I, I just had it in my mind for years that when I have it done, I'm going to show the consultation on my stories. I'm going to show um, exactly what the plans are. I'm going to show the day of, I'm going to show the recovery. I'm going to show the good, the bad, everything. So I wanted to be a place that showed it all. <laughs> and it was like super honest and raw. And I just wanted to um, show that. Because you know when you when you have a baby and you go in and you're like, wow, I, nobody told me I bleed for six weeks. <laughs> Like nobody told me that. And I didn't know that until it was happening. (laughs) (laughs) So I wanted to show all those details so that people weren't, I mean, I'm sure that different things happen and and there's a lot of different variations of surgeries that can be done. And so your recovery is different or your doctor's different. Um, But I wanted to show my experience from start to finish. I guess it's not finished. It's still going, but yeah. True. True. Yeah. I was, I was really impressed that you even showed those times, like the day of like you getting into the car, like those, those were very raw. And because sometimes we all say funny things, well, maybe not all of us, but Mm -hmm. I am one of those. It sounds like you might be one of those that you, there's, you, you say a lot of things you probably wouldn't normally say under the influence of some medications. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. What's funny is when I was coming out of surgery, all I kept asking for was my phone. Like I was like, I need my phone. And they're probably like, wow, she's so addicted, Um, which which I might be. But I was like, no, I, I want, I want to document this. Like I was like, I need, I need to post stories. I need to show like what I look like right now. I need to show like what my mood is, how I'm feeling. I need to document this. And the nurses were just kind of like, Mm-hmm. Yep. We'll get that to you. Yep. Uh-huh. And they, like, cause you know, legally they don't want you to like, Oh, right. Text an X or something like that. <laughs> you know, like people do crazy things when they're under the influence of medications. And so I'm sure they're very leery of giving someone their phone, but they did finally give it to me. Um, I thought they might wait until Josh was with me, but no, they finally gave it to me and I was you know, I didn't even remember taking those and even like watching them back. I'm like, I don't have a memory of this at oh, all. But when she wheeled me in the bathroom and all that, and I even asked the nurse permission, I asked her permission if she could be on my story. And she was like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> like who thinks of that when, you know, I think that just goes to show you like how long I've thought about it. Yes. Like, how long I had envisioned that day going. And I was like, y'all are hindering me documenting (laughs) this. Like I really want my phone so that I can, I can show this part. So, um, I didn't, I wasn't able to show like right out of surgery, but maybe within 20 or 30 minutes or so. Um, but I was feeling really good. Yeah. I know you hit the nail on the head. I, the whole time you're talking, I just thought, well, I think that really goes to show how deep that desire was of yours mm-hmm. to, to share your journey with everyone else, um, which also makes me wonder too, and you don't have to share this part if you don't want to. I'll share it all. Okay. <laughs> what what got you to the decision of deciding to do a tummy tuck? Because 
I, I think it's a big decision for a lot of people. I mean, fi- like financing is big and, mm-hmm. you know, m- most women are, are mothers. I would probably mm-hmm. say probably 99.9% are mothers. Mm-hmm. So then you have your kids and they're busy. And so, I mean, there, there's a lot that goes into planning. And so I'm, if you're okay with it, I'd love to hear, you know, kind of what was that process leading up to that decision and yeah, and that. Yeah. So, um, I remember, I remember when I was about 29 weeks pregnant, I was like, I don't have any stretch marks. I'm doing so good. And then, um, like (laughs) I saw my belly in different, in a different lighting setting and I had tons of little stretch marks. There was nothing like tiger scratches or anything. There was just tons of little ones. And I was like, (gasps) and I immediately like call my sister and I'm like, what, like, I feel like my belly's never going to be the same. And she was like, it's not. And I was like, cause you see those women that like run marathons the day before they have a baby and they snap right back and you're like, well, if they can do it, I can too. And that becomes a standard in your mind. And then you're like, wait, it's not going to be the same. Nobody told me that, you know? So it was like, okay, that's the first time I thought that I had to like mentally accept my body's not going to be the same as it was before. And after I had my first and second baby, I was, uh, after I had my first baby, I was, I, I didn't really have like, um, a big flap of skin, you know, in the front or anything after my second, I had a bigger one, but after my third and fourth, man, there was no way that any sort of weight loss or, or toning or lifting, there was nothing that could fix that stretched out skin because I had people asking me if I was having you know, triplets oh. by the end there. Cause I would get so big. So I just, you know, had researched a tummy tuck probably starting 10 years ago. And I have just wanted that ever since because it is very uncomfortable to have that flap of skin and have, you know, the itching that comes from that. Um, like it was just it was such a bother. And the first time I got out of the shower and I didn't have to swipe under, under that flap of skin with the towel to dry off. It was like, wow, it, it, my life is truly changed. So I really wanted, um, oh, well, and then a, a huge reason was I, I couldn't plank for longer than a minute or so. Like I never got longer than that. Oh. I never felt like I could get past a certain point. Mm-hmm. I was plateaued. Like I was like, this is all my abs can do. Um, I even like had this ab game that we had at one of my gyms where um, you put, you download the app and you can like soar through the sky on your phone and you're, you're planking at the same time with your elbows on the on the little device. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. And I couldn't go longer than 45 seconds on that game. I was like, why can't I go longer? Like I'm not getting stronger. So now that my abs are sewn back to sewn back together, I can do those types of things. So that is why, that is why I wanted, I wanted to repair my skin. I wanted to pr- repair my muscle. I am just smiling over here hearing you <laughs> because, because I remember watching you a while ago. It probably sounds like I stock your stories, but they're always <laughs> so, well, they're always so full of information, but you're also very vulnerable about sharing a good, yes. I mean, I, I, I don't want to say it's a good chunk. I don't know your life in its entirety, mm-hmm. but, but you're, you're very open. And, and I remember, I remember some of those. Yeah. 
Um, Thank you. I try to be, I try to be vulnerable. I definitely don't share everything, but of course (laughs) um, I try to share important things that will help others or make them feel like they're not alone or, or like show them what's normal. So um, yeah, the response from posting all of it has been really great. A lot of people I'm like, thank you for like helping me so I can mentally prepare for this down the road or in a few months or whatever. It's the response has been really great. So I'm really glad, glad that I did it. Yes. I think, I, I think you sharing that and continuing to share it's, it's invaluable to your follow followers. And I sure hope more find you that are, that are on that journey. Thanks. So when you decided to do the surgery, what types of things did you do to prepare? And, and I kind of know some of these answers cause I've watched you, but I'm, I'm also curious. I, I think one of the things I admire about you is it wasn't just uh, Oh, I'm going to go, you know, do this surgery from the outside looking in. It looked like you put a lot of time and effort into that prep. And so I'm, I'm curious, like nutrition, you were working out quite a bit. Um, I, it seems like, and I could be totally wrong, that you that there was even some. I don't say my. I feel like mindset is such a cliche, maybe, but it all it almost seems like you had done some work on that front too. So whatever you feel comfortable sharing. So um, honestly, I I had felt like I was in in a plateau physically, so I just kind of didn't like. I, I had had some conversations with uh, close people in my life, like, like, should I get in the best shape of my life? Should I, should I go for it? And I just ultimately decided, like, I think I'm just gonna, like, take care of myself, but I'm not gonna go balls to the wall and try to, like, because I felt like after I was recovered, then I could actually, uh, my workouts would be more worthwhile. And that was correct for me. I could, when my core is actually working, I can do everything better. I can do a squat better. I can, you know, do a loaded, you know, barbell squat um, much easier and it's much more stabilized. And I'm much more comfortable lifting and all the things planking than I was before. So I really didn't do a whole lot nutrition wise, or, I mean, I was taking care of myself. Um, but I wasn't like, uh, doing any, any type of crazy training or anything. Um, mentally I, um, did have, um, an energy person, um, kind of do some energy work, um, for me. Um, and also I asked my husband, because we are religious to give me a blessing before. So that is how I prepared and nothing too crazy. Um, Did you ask about monetarily or did you just want to know? Oh, uh, if you want to share it, you can. Sure. I I, I mean, I I know it's a big, it's not covered by insurance. It's nope. We tried that route, but they really want to know like the diagnosis codes and all that. <laughs> it's really hard to get it covered by insurance. It's possible, but um, it's really hard. Um, but basically, yeah, basically we financed it and I, it's, okay. it's well worth it 
to me. Like I just could not wait <laughs> any longer and it was just worth it to me. So, um, yeah, that's what we did. Yeah. There's, I, I think there's always options. I, um, I, I wouldn't say I've been in consulting rooms with women on this before, but it's something that comes up quite a bit. And Mm -hmm. I know there's lots of ways to get creative on, on lots of different fronts, but Mm -hmm. I, I, I feel like that there could be very great arguments made and really great objective measures produced for insurance companies, which I, this Mm -hmm. is not necessarily the place, but from my perspective, especially hearing what you're saying, well, I, you know, I, I plateaued with my workouts. This was more difficult. This was more difficult. And if you had a exercise professional, like a physical therapist, or they probably wouldn't take a personal trainer's point of view, but I feel like there's enough objective measures because like you were saying, Mm -hmm. you, you, you couldn't do certain things. And now, you know, you're significantly better. Yes. And I mean, going to sessions with you and working on my pelvic floor definitely helped certain things. Like I was able to do a side plank after going to, uh, you know, some sessions with you. Whereas before I, it was physically impossible for me to do a side plank. It, it, I had too much pain in my groin area, in my pelvic floor. There was, it was just, just a really sharp pain. Um, And so I definitely am glad that I had sessions with you before I did the surgery um, so that I could kind of, kind of work out that and, and get my pelvic floor a little stronger beforehand. Yeah, I think I, and that, and that's why um, your, your version of your story is, is what I want. Well, I want to hear it kind of selfishly for myself, but also for mm-hmm. others, because I feel like you you put so much time and effort into it that I think I, I think that's just valuable overall. But um, yeah, I'm gosh, I'm just so glad. I'm so glad because there, there's just been so many changes physically, especially from my perspective, watching you do certain things. Mm-hmm. It's definitely, it's definitely, I'm, I'm just smiling over here and I'm speechless yeah, because too. I don't, cause my brain is playing through how you mm-hmm. had moved through various exercises and different movements prior mm-hmm. to, and then watching you do things now that I, it's, it's just phenomenal. And so I'm mm-hmm. so glad it was and is such a great, a great choice for you. Thank you. So now are you doing anything different than what you were doing before. So like what is physical activity or workouts besides the ease of them? What's different now than pre-surgery? Um, everything is different. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can actually do the ab track. You know, I tend a lot of group fitness classes and whenever we do, you know, the ab section, it's like five minutes. Usually I can get through it. Whereas previously I could, I could, either could do the move for a couple of seconds or some of the moves I couldn't do at all and just had to, you know, flip over and do my own little, uh, plank session or whatever I felt like I could do. Um, but it, it was very, very defeating to not even be able to try to do those things. It was like an immediate, nope, can't do that. And so most of the time, and honestly, that, that held me back from going to classes because I knew that I was going to leave in tears because I could not do those 
those exercises. And so, um, and I cry sometimes now in the abstract because I can do it and I'm so excited and happy that I'm overcome. And so I'm crying and I run up to the instructor after and I'm like, I did it. I did the whole abstract. And they're like, that's so great. Cause it's, it's a big deal. It's a big, your core affects everything in your life. It affects like everything, picking up stuff, going up the stairs, picking up kids. Like, yeah. So every, everything has changed and I am, I don't have the, that dread piece of it where it's like, well, you, you, you can go to the gym, but you're not going to get any stronger basically is how I felt like in my abs. Anyway, I definitely was, um, working on other things, but, um, yeah, everything has changed since then. Which I, you, you made me get a little emotional when you're, when you're talking about how emotional you get now being able to complete. Do you notice now, or did you ever notice before? Cause this, cause this is one of the times I like to get on my soapbox that what, where, whatever occurs during pregnancy, it doesn't have to be the thing that holds you back in the future, whether it's your core, your pelvic floor, you know, wh- which like you said, it plays a role into so many things. Mm -hmm. Do you notice that there are women now not in the classes you go to or the, you know, the ones that you've taught that they will also skip those abstracts like you talked about that you would do too? Um, you know what? I don't, um, pay attention to others. Um, yeah. And that's kind of like, my thing is like, I, I can go to whatever class and try anything because no one's looking at me, whether that's true or not. That's how I feel. I'm like, then when people want to take my dance class, uh, like they're like, oh, everyone's going to look at me. And I'm like, no one's looking at you. Everyone's like, we're focused on themselves because that's how I am. That's how I feel. I'm like, I'm focused on myself. So I don't know, actually. Um, I know people have sent me messages and they say uh, the same thing, like on Instagram, like, yeah, I couldn't do those. I can't do those either. Like, I can't. Oh. I can't do those hard moves either. So I know, I know that it's common. It may be more extreme. Like, I don't know what percentage of us like just can't bounce back all the way mm. um, with our core. But um, I know that I'm not the only one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I don't, may, maybe that's just the, I don't know if it's called an empath or mm-hmm. the PT in me, but any, any class I've ever taken, whenever I see anyone, I think it's just like, I just want to go over and help them, which I realize would be yes. totally inappropriate. Also the gals who- and, You want to give them an option, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yes. Like the, the ones yeah. who, you know, like run out and like go to the bathroom and then come back and while I'm not noticing to be like, oh, well, see, I'm leaking or I'm not yeah. leaking and you are, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, th- I think that's where my brain goes. Not that, which maybe I should just clear the air on that. I don't want anyone to go to a class and feel like they can't go, right? Because yeah. somebody's going to look at them. I think for the most part, we're pretty wrapped up as we should be in how our workout is going and mm-hmm. how we're impro- improving and what have you. But I think, I think I'm just always worried about those like, like you said, that, that maybe don't know that there's another way or another choice. So Mm -hmm. that might be, (laughs) 
that's definitely when I think what I think about when I go to classes. So yeah, and I think um, that's <laughs> really fine. You know, you've got a you wear a different hat than I do most days, where you're like constantly thinking of ways to help women and how how to like help their pelvic floor specifically. So I that makes sense that you pay attention to those types of details. It's all out of love and concern. Yeah. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. I know it. <laughs> I've um, experienced it firsthand. Well, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, so in so in this journey, um, right? Because it's still going, and I guess I sound like I'm we're on the Bachelor, or the Bachelorette, don't they use that word? <laughs> um, in this, on your path, your <laughs> your path, what what has surprised you the most? about all of this or have you maybe not gotten there yet? Um, what surprised me the most was, um, I think how different, like, uh, I look physically. I, I really didn't have high expectations. I just wanted the flap gone and I wanted to be able to do like a sit up. Like I wanted to be able to use my core. And so beyond that, my expectations are like, were blown to smithereens. Like, my husband and I talk about so much, like how much our physical relationship has changed and like, like how much, uh, <laughs> getting a little, maybe a little, uh, PG 13, but you're, you're okay. how much we each like to look at it, look at that area. Now there's like, it's it. Yeah. It was really, <laughs> so my husband, he, has very, he's always been like, whatever you want to do for you is great, but he's never pushed me to, you know, get surgery or anything. Um, but after I got it done, he's like, wow, he's laughing in the other room. He's like, <laughs> wow, you're right. Like this, this is awesome. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that has been the most surprising thing is that I didn't expect to like you know, I'm like, dang, like I loved my body before. And you can see that if you go to my Instagram, I show myself in a bikini before and say, I love my body. My, I, I would love my body without the surgery, but it's okay to want to improve your body and like get rid of this very obnoxious, uncomfortable thing that is hanging off of my body. They, you know, they cut off three pounds of skin and fat from my midsection. So uh, yeah, my expectations were blown away in that regard. I, I know you can't see me, but I am smiling. I am <laughs> crying. I have goosebumps because <laughs> these are all the benefits of, of what can be after you have a baby, mm-hmm. not being like, I just, I've, I've never really agreed with the sacrificial act of having a kid and now your body is nothing like it used to be or the Mm -hmm. martyrdom that, Mm -hmm. right. Because I mean, even as far as your marriage goes, like you said, well, your expectations were blown to smithereens. Your marriage is better. Yeah. This now affects your kids. It affects the people Mm -hmm. around you. Like without you realizing it, you're probably creating a legacy, right? And this is just inside your family. This isn't, you know, the people who follow you and, in, in anything of that nature. And so I feel like just these decisions you've made, they are creating a, le- a legacy. And that's just kind of from my perspective, right? Because if your marriage is great, not that 
this surgery was dependent upon your marriage. I don't, I, yeah, I don't, no. it goes without saying, but yeah. Right. And then now, now you can work out and like that yes. feels different. And absolutely. And even too, like you had mentioned, you had said when you, well, when I get out of the shower, I don't have to like wipe or dry underneath um, that lower part of your abdomen any, anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, that's one thing off your plate as silly yes. as it sounds, but it probably was a lot more things on your plate maybe that you didn't know. And so again, it just, Mm -hmm. I would imagine that the results are more far reaching than maybe, maybe anyone can identify at the time. Yeah, I agree. Um, our marriage is like, has been super solid and he's never like said anything about that. You know, my midsection before he's all, you know, always been really supportive and, um, encouraging, Um, and you know, he has been a big reason why I love my body is because I grew up thinking like, I don't know that my body's gross or, you know, and he's like, absolutely not. Your body's amazing. Um, but afterwards it was, it was like so exciting for both of us to see like, wow, this is, this is a big change. And yeah, you're right. Like my kids see, saw me do something to take care of myself and repair my body and so that I can um, do more things. So you're right. Totally right. Gosh, that is so, this is just so great. I'm so happy for you. And I know that I keep saying that, but I just, I'm not sure what else to say, except Mm -hmm. like, congratulations. Like, I, I think you've just set, set the tone for so many women, whether they're considering doing a surgery or not, but just even really starting with that foundation of, I love my body. Mm -hmm. And I remember that story you did. I watched it over and over because I was at a funky point in my, in my life. And I remember thinking like, oh my gosh, how brave, right? Because a lot of the people Mm -hmm. that maybe we watch or, or see like, they're not real and raw like that, right? It's Mm -hmm. because I think we all know we can pose differently to, you know, so our bodies look different, but that was such a beautiful moment. And I knew exactly which story you were talking about when you were, because it was so impactful and Mm -hmm. I'm sure it was to everyone who watched it. Thank you. Um, So I realize you're still, you're still in the, in the thick of things. I'm sure there's still so many more great and incredible things to come, but what are, whether it's one thing or a couple things, what would you want other women to know? Cause I, I'm, sounds like people have asked you this, but maybe what's the theme of what people are or women are asking you and what, what you want them to know if, if they're considering this or where they should start or just let's hear it from you. <laughs> okay. I have a few things. Number one, um, I think for the most part, I mean, no. Okay. The judgment that you might get from others, it is none of their business. It's none of their business what you do with your body. If you're restoring it, if you're changing it, like that is up to you. Um, and then I would also say, like I, as I went through it, I don't think I stressed it enough. I tried to, but as I've gone on since then and heard stories from other women, I it, these are the two things I come back to that are like, this is so important. And often it's not like, really talked about. It's like skirted, kind of like people like skirt over it. So the nausea that you get from the anesthesia. 
um, asking your doctor for a suppository anti-nausea was a game changer for me. Um, I did not throw up at all. Um, and I, that would just be, I, I know a lot of women do end up throwing up and, um, that's just not fun when you've just had major abdominal surgery. So I would say that's that. And then, <laughs> yeah. And then this is the biggest thing. So many women, um, like for some reason, the first night after surgery, you need to get up in the, in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. Like everybody does. And there is such a, a fall risk and a, um, a fainting risk there. Oh, right. And so, um, and it's due to dehydration because before the surgery, you can't eat or drink anything for, you know, so many hours, like 12 hours or something. And so you're high dehydrated going into the, into there. And if you don't immediately start hydrating yourself after surgery and, um, and I'll, and have like electrolytes with you, um, I almost passed out. <laughs> Luckily, my husband was there, gave me some Powerade, you know, gave me one of my suppository anti-nauseas and I was okay. But I do, I have had women um, tell me that they have passed out. I had one tell me that they passed out and they didn't, ha- they didn't have anybody with them taking them to the bathroom oh, in the no. middle of the night, that first night. And they um, had a devastating fall that required um, their surgery to be redone. So that is the biggest thing is hydration that first day. And, you know, obviously the, the days after that, but, um, making sure that your body is re- replenishing those electrolytes because you are dehydrated and you really need to take such good care of yourself. And even, um, getting like a, an IV, like those, those IV places are really, um, common now. Like, Nowadays, I'm like, man, if I could go back, that's the one thing I do different. I would have, I had an IV place come the day after. I wish I had them come the day of, come oh. the day of, or stop by a place on the way home because they're they have them um, in more areas these days, like brick and mortar places that only do IVs. So, um, yeah, those are my big my big things that I want to stress to people is like hydrate, <laughs> hydrate so that you, um, cause your body will tell you <laughs> if you don't. That, that is not what I was anticipating. From you, <laughs> but I, I love it because it's, it's practical mm-hmm. and, and it's something that it's, it, it's really easy to do. Mm-hmm. And I, I think you're right. Just even considering like what your cells are doing or, or not doing. Go, you know, going into that surgery with all that trauma, they giving consideration to what those cells need. I think that's, yeah, that is very brilliant of you, Carly. I like it. <laughs> Thank you. I really, really like it. Um, well, would you mind sharing? Cause I, f- I forget exactly what your Instagram is and I'll, I'll put it in the show notes, but because I am hopeful that a few people come over, I'm, there's a few people mm-hmm. I'm thinking of specifically that will probably come on over. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But tell us where we can find you on Instagram. Um, it is Carly with a C and a Y. Uh, Carly.parties, P-A-R-T-I-E-S. Um, because my classes are a party, I try to make everything a party. So, And I used to do parties before the pandemic. So like a themed party, themed dance parties. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and you, um, you're still teaching... Dan, or 
well, tell, tell us what classes you're teaching. Yes. So I teach, um, hip hop classes. They are, the format is called club fit and that's with two eyes. Um, F I I T. And I, I teach them here locally in Lehigh, Utah. And, um, yeah, I just basically give women permission or the, the, the space to jiggle and have fun because our bodies are meant to move and jiggle. And, uh, I, everybody jiggles, skin jiggles, muscle jiggles. It doesn't matter if you're, you have 0% body fat, your skin is still jiggling and, um, your body's meant to move. So do it in a fun way (laughs) or whatever way you prefer. (laughs) <laughs> so true. So true. Well, Carly, thank you for being here. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Loved it. Good. And I'll, I'll end with this as I do every podcast. Remember, you're an heiress and a queen and everything in between. If you enjoyed this episode or even wondered if I can help you, check the show notes for more details. And to see what else I'm up to, follow me on the socials at Beyond the V period by Polly. Because I'm changing the conversation on women's health, the pelvic floor, and more, I still need your help. Please subscribe, leave a review, and share with a friend or two. See you next week.